Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, in every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Ashley Amber with us today, founder of the unconventional and unstoppable subgenre Country Vogue. She has been named one of Sounds Like Nashville's 2021 artists to watch, featured on Bobby Bones' Women of I Heart Country, and spotlighted by Forbes' Taste of Country, Billboard, and many more. And she is releasing her new single, Running, on August 27th. We're so Yay. excited to have her. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Hello, Chris and Sandy. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. <laughs> we appreciate that. Here. So we always like to start the show out the same. How has COVID affected you? And what yes. have you done to maneuver through this crazy maze? Yeah. Um, oh, man, COVID. It has mm -hmm. been, there's been a lot of pros, actually, with COVID. Um, obviously, with mm -hmm. the all entertainment being shut down, that was extremely difficult because as you guys know, most artists, we make our money from touring and being on the road and performing in front of people. Mm -hmm. So that was extremely difficult to know that like I had an entire like fully booked calendar where I was on the road and then overnight, everything just, you know, was gone. And so to lose that kind of income basically overnight was really hard, but I think it's important in situations like that to, figure out, okay, okay, well, I can't do this, but what can I do? And so for yeah. me, yeah. I, I focused on my online presence. I started really focusing on my like Twitter, on my, you know, um, Instagram, my Facebook stuff that kind of been neglected when you're on the road so much, you don't really have time yeah. to focus on that kind of stuff. And then I started writing, um, a ton of music. I got in the studio. Um, you know, I started re recording a bunch of content and, you know, I, I got a team together to do music videos. So I just went all in. And in that time, right. you know, I went from nobody knowing who I was in Nashville to now being featured <laughs> in, you know, all that stuff that you just mentioned yes. and like 75 plus publications and I'm wow. now a CMA member. So it's it's been it's been hard, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's been a blessing. I wouldn't probably have been able to accomplish as much because I yeah. wouldn't have had the time to do it because I would have been so busy performing. I still would have gotten it done. But probably just, it just take longer. Yeah. Yes. The yes. crazy part is, you know, like for us, you know, COVID's been a silver lining too, is because we yes, launched this yes. show January of 2020. So a couple yes, months before COVID. Months before the, and yeah. I remember our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. And we thought if we could do that, it'd be a great foundation for mm -hmm. the first year. And then COVID yeah. happens. And I was like, oh, this could be our chance to shine. You know, people who normally wouldn't come on a brand new show might be willing to come on a brand new show. Yes. So we reached out to everybody last year and we end up with over 300 interviews and we're over 400 now. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Y'all are bosses. Come on. So, oh, so we just, we took the opportunity and, yeah, you know, brand with you know it's, our it's one of them things now. where, you know, you can't change COVID, but you can change what you do through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. See, I knew we were just going to hit it off right away because, you know, yeah. we're on the same page. <laughs> so a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always let you go deeper than that. When did it click that it, this could be a career move for you? Right. That's a great question. Um, it clicked in high school. So I have been singing since I was six, you know, choir, all that stuff, you know, football games, national anthems, all kinds of stuff. And even as a kid, I was like, I don't need this to be famous. Like, I don't need math yeah. class to be a singer. And so I kind of had that mentality, but it really wasn't until high school that I was like, I had that decision of, okay, do I want to go to college to play volleyball or like, do I want to go to college and play soccer? Cause I, I played sports growing up or like, do I want to sing? Like, can I be a professional soccer player? Is, is that realistic yeah. for me? Um, and if so, how long is that really going to last? I mean, honestly, if I would have gone that route, my professional career for that would have already, you know, kind of be over. Whereas yeah. I'm still just mm -hmm. getting started with my, you know, music and entertainment career. So, um, so that's, that's when it clicked. And then from there, I just, I did everything that I could to, you know, perform. And I don't have that traditional Nashville, you know, country music background. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a huge musical theater background. I've oh, done wow. party bands. Um, yeah. Like I've worked on cruise ships. Like I have oh, a cool. really wide range of performing and, but that's all it's, it's helped develop who I am today as an artist and, 
it took me a little bit longer to arrive where I'm at right now, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. have had it any other way because I wouldn't have learned and I wouldn't have gotten to see, you know, 72 different countries, you know, um, right. like traveling the world and performing and headlining my own show. And, you know, I'm self-funded and everything I've done, I've a hundred percent paid for myself. And that's all yeah. through music. That's all through performing, which, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm proud. I'm proud about that. And I'm proud about that fact. So yeah, I think that's, that's what happened right about high school. I was about a junior yeah. senior in high school. You know, oh, you never know the stories you're going to get, but I love that question because, you know, because yeah. everybody asks, when do you know you want to do music? But there's always a difference between when you wanted to do music, but right. when you realize this could be a career. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And I got my first paying job when I was 20. So just a couple years out of high school, well, I was getting paid to perform. And wow. then um, I haven't worked a regular job because a lot of people always ask, they're like, oh, so you're a singer. And I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, but like, what else do you do? And I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything else. Like, I'm confused wow. as if, you know, because a lot of people think that it's kind of a hobby, which it can be. Obviously, lots yeah. of people who do music do it for fun. Yeah. But I've been very fortunate to be going on almost a decade without having wow. um, to work another job. I've 100% been able to support myself off of my career, which is you know, music, that. entertainment. And, yeah. see, and that's what our show is about, is bringing people on who's rising, who's who either has the intention of being full-time or already full-time. Because yes. again, you know, that's what our show is about, is, is spotlighting those. Because, you know, if you just want it to be a hobby, there's other shows for that. That's not our show. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so what are some um, hobbies? Speaking of hobbies, what yeah. are some hobbies you have outside of music? Um, <laughs> is it bad that I don't have a lot of hobbies outside of music? <laughs> Just like uh, social media planning and like, uh, like concept creating and directing. Does that count? Because I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of my hobbies kind of, um, they kind of fall around music, not necessarily centered around singing, but um, I guess a couple things that might be outside of singing, but still kind of fall within that artistic is um, I've really gotten into photography, not oh, to a level where I'm going to like post my works or anything, like that. <laughs> but um, there are some really cool things because technology has made it so easy. Like we have this incredible device at our fingertips, you know, to check social yeah. media yeah. and to make phone calls, but they've also put a camera like right at our fingertips mm -hmm. to yep. take really yes. cool photos. So I like, I like to take photos of things if I'm traveling um, or if I'm mm -hmm. in a place, I really, I like to take photos. If anybody goes on my Instagram, you can not see all the places I've been, but yeah. I have highlighted yeah. a few of the countries that I've been and all the photos that are in there. I, I took those photos. And um, so I really like doing that. I'm of course really into fitness. Uh, before we went live, I told you guys I got a puppy. So <laughs> I'm kind of in dog mom mode and uh, we go on multiple walks a day. We walk almost five miles a day and um, he's an Australian shepherd. So he's a very energetic uh, dog and um, we're in training right now because I want to take him on the road with me. So, um, so yeah, like I'm kind of busy doing that kind of stuff when I'm not performing. And I'm also a champion binge watcher on Netflix. <laughs> you know, speaking of technology and the phone with the power in your hand, you know, we don't have a webcam. Our webcam is our S20 droid. Oh, yes. We use now. our our laptop doesn't yeah. have such a great um, camera on it, so yeah. I found an app uh, called Droid Cam X, I think it's called, and mm -hmm. um, I can connect wirelessly the camera part from my phone into this. It works. See, isn't that amazing? Like I'm telling you, like technology is so cool. And you know, one of the things about COVID is a lot of people had to kind of figure some technology stuff out because we had no choice but to communicate you know the way that we are now but i love it because instead of not like okay i'm not in town or i'm doing this it doesn't matter anymore it's like okay cool well if you're in town great if not let's hop and we'll do an online interview and that's i feel like i i feel like we're kind of able to do a bit more now we're have a, we're able mm -hmm. to have even more yeah. flexibility when it comes to these kinds of things because we 
you know, we, we can just jump online and do this, which is brilliant. <laughs> exactly. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within music. And I always want to talk about that because I think it's such a glossed over thing that, you know, you have a lot of shows, they want to hear your highs, but they don't want to hear your lows. And I think it's important to hear the lows, the sacrifice and all that, so people can know this is a job. This is a career with both ups and downs. It's not just all glory. Yes. You know, you get on that stage for that hour <laughs> or whatever it is. And yeah, that's glory. Outside of that, it's far from it. So let's go there a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, my gosh, where do I even start? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the things that a lot of people that aren't an artist realize is how much money it costs to be a Blake Shelton, to be a Carrie Underwood, to be a you know Miranda Lambert and a Kelsey Ballerini. Like it 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 doesn't just happen. It it costs a lot of money to invest because we have to have good quality music, right? So yeah. you kind of got to start there. You got to start in the studio. Mm -hmm. Studio is not cheap, especially, you know, country music is one of the few genres that still uses live musicians um, yeah. in the yeah. studio. So when you're in the studio, you're paying for live musicians, you're paying for tracking, you're paying for studio times, and you got to do your vocals. And then maybe you do your own background vocals, maybe you don't. Maybe sometimes you do, maybe it's half and half. So then you got to bring that in. And, you know, some of my songs have, you know, they have your your typical, you know, drums, bass, uh, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, piano, keys, but then they also have cello and violin, and then they'll have steel guitar, like, that's a lot of musicians. And then there's also still stuff that's programmed, which is by the producer. So, oh, you know, you're putting a lot of money into that. And then now we got to go to your image into your marketing into how you're going to sell that product like how you're going to put it online and um mm -hmm. how you're going to promote it and then you got to have the photos for it so it's it's really really expensive and then when you have a pr team like you know that's like that's that's all money so i think a lot of people just see like the smoke and mirrors of like social yeah. media and like oh she must be doing amazing she's doing this and don't get me wrong like we are doing really well but secretly behind closed doors we're probably like oh man, how am I gonna, how am I gonna pay for next month's PR? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, but we just, we just figure it out. And um, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things I love most about this industry is it's, it's very unpredictable, but it's also very predictable at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're strategic and you're, you're smart about how, how to go about things, like you can really kind of plan, plan ahead um, for a lot of things. But I definitely know I've cried a lot. Um, I've had a lot of self-doubt. I mean, there's times where I'm like, man, can I even do this? Like, what am I doing? Like, like, you know, but then five minutes later, I'm like, no, I can do this. Like, if it's not me, then who? If not now, then when? And so there's like a constant battle I feel like majority of artists have. It's just we're really good at not letting it show you yeah. know like in public but i would say most artists behind closed doors are constantly like okay so and so just got a number one single how do we get a number one single or <laughs> how do we do this or how do we do that okay we got tour we got logistics we got band we got stuff there's so many things that um you know make an artist successful and early on in a career it's usually the artist that's taking majority of the load so like i have a team mm -hmm. But I do a lot of stuff yeah. myself. Like I'm still doing my social media planning. I'm still making concepts for my videos. Like I'm still in charge of approving all my content. Like I'm the one that's doing all that. I'm I'm still, you know, the one buying flights for the band when we have wow. a when we have a gig and stuff like that. So not only do I have the responsibility of, you know, knowing my lyrics and singing in tune and, you know, staying fit and my hair and all the other stuff that goes along with it. I have all the logistics in the back end. And I think, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about and they don't talk about how easy it is artists get taken advantage of like those oh. behind the scenes things, how people can be like, yeah, we're on your team, but then a contract comes in and they're really not on your team. Like they're, they're really in it for themselves. Like and those things can be stories. really hard. You know, we've heard yeah. stories and I didn't know this until we started this show. I had, I had no idea that this happens. And I'm not saying every label does this. So please, right. anybody listening, this, this ain't yeah, yeah. But, um, but some of the stories I've heard with labels is because you got to be careful about the fine print is uh, that if, 
if a label was just stuck millions of dollars into an artist and you come up and you're kind of competing with the same crowd Mm -hmm. that that there's some labels will come to you, offer you a deal and you're excited. Oh, I find I'm on this big label, this, you know, they're paying me to come on. You sign the dotted line because you didn't have an attorney look at it. And then they bench you immediately for three years. Yeah, that happens all the time. One of the biggest advices I can ever give to anybody is don't sign anything without an attorney. Like if it's anything involving your career, your money, your likeness, like somebody that's taking something from you, like do not do not have anybody. Look. Like if it's you wrote a song and they're going to play it on, you know, Heartland you know, yeah. but yeah. Don't, you don't necessarily need a lawyer to look that over. But <laughs> if it's like, if it's a, you know, a record deal or a production deal, um, you know, a movie deal, any, anything that involves money, um, don't sign it without an attorney looking it over because there are lots of really tricky things in those fine prints. And the person who's telling you to sign it is like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> or like they'll have one of their lawyers be like, oh yeah. And they'll explain it's it. It's already been looked at by a lawyer. Yeah. Exactly. Side. Like, oh, it's already been looked at by our team. Well, of course it's been looked at by your team because your team is making sure that this agreement is in your best interest, not mm-hmm. mine. So you wow. got to find somebody who's going to, advocate for you and you have to be that person that advocates for yourself i think a lot of the hardships in this industry are artists that aren't necessarily taking responsibility and maybe giving too many things away to team members Um, you have a team for a reason yeah like you have a team for a reason but you should never just ignore how your finances are being ran. You should never ignore like your contracts, your your attorney, you don't have to read it. That's why you have an attorney, but your attorney should be breaking down the meats and the bones. And Mm -hmm. also your attorney is an advocate for you. So you want your attorney to be on your side and really believe in you because they're going to fight for you. What's the best deal for you. And if you have an attorney that you're like signed with kind of like a management type thing, Mm -hmm. Kind of to your benefit because they want <laughs> you they to make the for. most money possible. So they're gonna, you know, negotiate an incredible deal for you because that means it's more money in their pocket. So you have mm-hmm. to be really smart in how you're advocating for yourself. And you definitely, definitely do not sign anything. If anybody's listening here, if you take anything away from this interview, don't sign anything without a lawyer looking at it first. I've already learned, I've already had my mistakes with that. And I'm just very thankful that it happened early enough on that they could be corrected. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of sneaky things out there and a lot of really sneaky people that will be so kind and so lovely, but like slide some stuff in that you're like, well, wait a second. I I don't think that's right. Yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, we've been part of many different industries in our life, um, in our almost 19 years of marriage. And and I've never seen an industry that has so much scam artists in it. You know, you know, and so it's like you it's dang if you do and dang if you don't a That's lot of times. So I think yeah. it's so important that you said yeah. that get an attorney and, you know, it, it may cost you a few hundred dollars for them to look over that. But that would be that well, well worth in the long run. run. Exactly. Like I've, you know, and it, it, it is expensive. And I think that's the hardest part is a lot of artists, like when you're just starting, you don't have a lot of money. So you have to be really strategic of like how you're spending it. But, and so you don't necessarily think about the long term. You only think about the short term, but it's always important to think about the long term and um, definitely have somebody look over, look over your stuff because yeah, <laughs> now that we it's the music business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that we hit that pretty hard, I'm glad that we went as far deep as we did on that because I love it when we go that deep because yeah. people need to hear this stuff. Let's go the other way, the glory yeah. side. So what are yeah. some moments where you look back now and you're like, wow, that happened or wow, I got to yeah, do that. some highlights. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, I I don't even know what to say. Like my career has just been amazing. Like, you know, when I really look back, you know, like I I mentioned, I've been to 72 countries performing, getting paid to somebody's paying for my flights, my hotel, you know, all of my accommodations and paying Mm -hmm. me on top of it to sing. Like, how awesome is that? And I've seen, I have a a much different perspective in life because I have gotten to 
see 72 different countries and and not all of them are created equal you know i've i've been to you know going traveling to india will put your life very much in perspective <laughs> because you know um, a um, lot of people don't realize how great we have it you know here yep. in america yeah. And even though we have our issues, we have our struggles, we have lots of things that we need to work on as a country. But as, you know, as a whole, you know, when you go to India and, um, you know, just true poverty and uh, it, it really definitely puts. So I'm really thankful for that. Like, yeah. those are the moments that I'm most thankful mm -hmm. for because I'm able to grow just beyond, you know, being an artist. I'm able to grow as a person. And um, I'm really thankful for that. And, you know, I've gotten to perform in front of hundreds of thousands of people. And I've gotten to share the stage with Andra Day, who is just incredible. Um, and, you know, for her to be like, oh my God, girl, where'd you get that voice? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're Grammy nominated. Like everybody, like your song is like the most covered song right now. Like, I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, those are the moments where you're just like, wow, like all the hard work, all the, the tears, all the, the self doubt, like it's, it's all worth it, you know, for these, these, these pure moments of happiness. And, yeah. um, I'm just so thankful. And, and some of the greatest people I have ever met are through this career. And I have some really amazing people in my life from singing. So I'm just, I'm just so thankful for everything it's, it's gotten me. And, you know, this house that I'm sitting in right now, you know, that's a, that's a huge reflection for me because I'm, I bought my first home, um, wow. you know, just before the pandemic. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I that was scary. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, being a homeowner, most artists don't get to do that unless, um, you know, like you're famous or unless you have like another side gig or something. But like I was able to buy my home from singing, from performing, from headlining, wow. from doing my thing. And so those are the moments that I'm really, really thankful for. And of course, like, you know, getting to meet people and hang out and all that stuff. That stuff's great. But I'm just really excited for the like real life experience, experiences that I've had mm -hmm. through my music. And yeah, I'm just so thankful. Love that. As you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind the artists. And yes. in our opinion, teams never get the love they deserve. No, they don't. But on our show, they do. So take yes. a few moments. Tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Oh my gosh, my team. I don't know what I would do without them. Um, so my manager, um, Don Gatlin, who was actually in Daryl and Don Ellis Gatlin back in the 90s. Um, he was, they were nominated for Duo of the Year many times, but he, he was somebody who came and he, he just happened to be in the audience of where I was performing and saw my show. And I actually, um, have spent the last, you know, five years, uh, headlining a Whitney Houston celebration, which I know is complete opposite of country music, <laughs> but I, I grew up in a time where we kind of listened to a little bit of everything and Whitney got me through a really hard time in life, but he came and saw the show and, you know, two years later, after we had a, you know, conversation, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, you know, remember when I said I wanted to be the Beyonce of country, I was like, I was, I was dead serious. And, and here's why. And, you know, I just told him my background and, you know, when I started listening to country and, you know, why I love country and why I think this is a great opportunity. And he was just immediately on board. And, um, since then, everything that I've gotten has been because of him. So my producer, um, you know, my, you know, becoming a CMA member, like um, all these publications, like everything, like some of the opportunities that I can't talk about right now, um, they're all because of him. And I'm just so thankful. Like we talk every single day, we've had our ups and we've had our downs. We get into arguments because I'll be like, I'm very stubborn. And I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. And he'll be like, you need to do this. Okay. You need to trust me. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and it always works out. So I'm so thankful for him believing in me and for, you know, letting me be who I am too. Like he doesn't, he, he's not trying to change who I am as an artist. He's just yeah. taking yeah. who I am and just being like, y'all, she's amazing. Yeah. So here, like take it. And I really appreciate about that. And um, my producer, Jamie, who I've been working with has just been absolutely incredible. Uh, sometimes producers can, sometimes they can overproduce your vocals or sometimes oh, yeah. they can, yeah. they can kind of take, what makes you unique 
out of the situation mm-hmm. to make it more radio friendly, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, Jamie, he just he never once did that. He let my he lets my voice be my voice, and if he's gotten some stellar vocal performances that. I don't even know how he's gotten it, but he's just so great to work with in the studio and he's so amazing. And when I get like that first edit back, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is me. Is this me, Jamie? Are you sure this is me? (laughs) Um, And so I'm so thankful. And again, he's somebody that didn't want to change who I was. He's like, no, like who you are is incredible. Let's embrace that and let's highlight that. And then to finally find my PR team, which is how we met today. Um, yes, which they're is, amazing. Of course, they're of course. so amazing. They're a bunch of boss babes, which I love. I'm all about girl power. <laughs> and um, I was actually having a hard time with PR because um, either maybe they didn't go quite at the pace that I wanted to go to. Like I'm a very mm-hmm. like fast paced person um, and I always have something going on. So I'm like, no, let's do it now. Let's do it now. I don't want to hear that. This is a 10 year town. This is not a 10 year town for me. Like I'm not, I'm not taking 10 years. Right. Like, let's, let's do this now. Let's do this now. And um, so that was difficult. And then I also got a little bit of pushback from my image because I am not, you know, the, the, the traditional, you know, country image. Yeah. I am a very curvy a woman and I definitely am not afraid to show that on my social media (laughs) and you know I rock a giant fro hawk it's hiding today because I actually I have to get it redone tomorrow (laughs) um but um I write I rock this giant fro hawk and I'm curvy I show side boob under boob legs you know (laughs) all the things and um you know, on in addition to that, you know, I'm I'm a black woman, which is not the traditional thing that country music is used to seeing. So I was like, you're breaking all barriers here. Yeah. Yeah, like just so many things. So people were like, Oh, I don't know, your image might be we might need to like soften it down. And I'm like, No, I'm not softening it down. Shania Shania Twain can do it. So That's can right. I. Because when I think of country vogue, I think of Shania Twain. And um, yeah, I was just so thankful. Oh, is she not amazing? Like, she like, amazing. I'm, yes. I'm her, obsessed with Shania She's yeah, her, one of my- song from this moment was our wedding song. Yeah, that was our wedding yes. song. Yes, oh, from this moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it, I love it. Um, but um, so Finding Core, um, they embraced my image. They didn't want to change it. They, they were like, man, we love this. We're going to take it and we're going to run with it. And um, so yeah. I'm just, I'm super, super thankful for that. And then, of course, I have my amazing production team um, who does, who's filming all my music videos right now. Um, Jerry and Jason, they're absolutely incredible. They're so supportive. They are 100% team Ashley Amber, which I love. And they're always, they're all about how can they make me look the best that I can look instead of being like, no, let's do this. Let's do this. Or like, no, this angle's best for Ashley. This is her. Let's highlight this. Let's do this lighting. Um, and I, and the, those are important. You want people that want to highlight you as you are. And then yeah. I also have some incredible people behind the scenes. Um, one of my content creators who lives in Australia, actually, um, you know, he does all of the, I'll call him last minute. I'll be like, Hey, I need this video. And like, tomorrow and he'll be like okay babe no worries and he gets it to me so i'm just so thankful that i have this incredible teams and at this incredible people now i have an amazing attorney she's one of the top attorneys in nashville and you know she has come through and helped to clean everything up and make sure my business is properly set up and you know so now just moving forward i can just enjoy and not have to worry about things being messy because we've already, you know, put that laid that foundation. So yeah. if it wasn't for my team, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. They've, exactly. they've taken what all the work that I've done and they've amplified it. So I'm very thankful. Love that. And speaking yeah. of teams, we have a third co-host, our nine-year-old. Yes, Christopher. He comes on and asks like three questions. So Sandy's going oh, to yes. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> and we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, um, She'll be a plugged in our show too. And I hope she's not uh, woke up because this, we got a bad storm coming and I'm like, oh God, you know, you're, you're oh, no. thunder. And yeah. So hopefully yeah, she's yeah. still asleep. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. We're trying to that? do this show right from our home and we got two kids and we're still trying I to think balance that's life. You guys are absolutely crushing it. I think that is so awesome. Um, 
And, oh, hey. Oh, hi, Austin and Brazil. What's your favorite food? Ooh, my favorite food? Um, that's a hard question. Do tacos count as a favorite food? Do you tacos count? Yeah. <laughs> I would say tacos, like a Taco Tuesday. I like, I love Mexican food. We'll, uh, we'll say that. Mexican food is my favorite. What's yours? Mine is pizza. Ooh, pizza. What kind of pizza? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. He's got like three. Mm, that sounds pepper. delicious. I yes. love a good pepperoni pizza. Yes. I like I like to put pineapple on my pizza though. How do you feel about that? He ain't trying to get <laughs> Everybody okay. keeps saying that. Oh, he'd love it though. He loves I don't know of too many things that he don't like. Okay, cool. Well, when you try pepperoni on your or pineapple on your pizza, you let me know, okay? my favorite tv show Mm, that is hard but i will say the tv show that i'm watching right now is gray's anatomy i started at season one and i think there's 17 or 18 seasons total so i'm i'm only just about to be halfway through um, and I guess I would say I'm a huge fan of Shonda Rhimes because I've watched Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and um, Bridgerton, which are all her shows. So I'd probably say Shonda Rhimes is my favorite show creator, and I just kind of watch whatever she puts out there. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, mine is SpongeBob. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Everybody knows SpongeBob. He's been around for a long time. Yes. Have you gotten to see? Did you get to see the SpongeBob musical? Yeah. Yes, I did a lot of times. Did you? Yeah, that's one of my favorite musicals. Oh, is uh, yeah. SpongeBob uh, SpongeBob musical? It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Like Broadway yeah. totally crushed it on that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> what's What's been cool is he watches a lot of Nickelodeon and Disney shows. So we've been able to okay. bring on people from those shows onto our show. Oh, that's so awesome! So we bring on artists and actors on the show. That's so awesome. That's so amazing. So he's been able to talk to the people that he looks up to, kind of. Oh, that's so cool. You got some cool parents. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking that, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite movie? Mm, my favorite movie is... Mm, my favorite, my top two are going to be um, A League of Their Own with uh, with Tom Hanks. Um, one of my absolute favorites, and then um, Pretty Woman, which is Julia Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of old school. How about you? Uh, mine is the Minions movie. The what? The Minions movie? Oh yeah. my gosh! He loves all I the Despicable Me and all that. Our little two-year-old loves all that too. Oh, those. I'm sorry. Those movies are brilliant, though. They just, yeah. they, they absolutely know Pixar and Disney. They, they know how to make a, a good. Yeah, they know how to make a good movie. Those I was like, where were these movies at when I was a kid? Now, don't get me wrong. I had Pocahontas and, you know, all that stuff. But I, I think these new kids' movies, they're, they're crushing it. Bye. Right. Bye, Nate. All right, bye. <laughs> so, um, as you know, a lot of people, they um, – now, my, my, I just had one of them brain things. <laughs> like, I knew where I was going. <laughs> I thought you loved it. Mm-hmm. you got to love a live show. It's like oh. – you know, you know, we got a you know it's thunder and lightning here, and I'm yeah. trying to focus. <laughs> <laughs> going on here. Just pop it up. Yeah, because uh, you know before the show, you know we always look at the weather and all that. And yeah. I don't remember anything showing up I for today, either. and then all of a sudden it got dark, and I'm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You never know. So, so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, man, that's hard. Um. I have so many people I want to list right now that have nothing to do with like even the genre that I'm in. I just think it would be really interesting to write with them. Um, so I'm actually, I would love to write like with Dolly um, because oh, I hear she can, she can write songs in like 15 awesome. minutes. Like you give her a title oh, and she'll yeah. just like, like kind of be quiet. Her average yeah. thing is 15 minutes. Ta- yeah. Taylor Swift. Um, she's a huge fan. So like, 
living, I would say like probably like like those women. Um, Love not living, I'm gonna go like complete opposite of the spectrum. <laughs> Um, and not even in the genre at all, but I would really love to write with like a, like a Prince or a Michael Jackson or even like a Freddie Mercury because they were just on a completely different level of like writing and musical styles. And they created so much iconic stuff like that we still cover, you know, now. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it'd be really interesting. So I guess like I would write with my ladies now, but like I would want to write with some of those, you know, iconic, you know, male artists that are unfortunately no longer no longer with us. Right. Yeah. And what are some sources of inspiration for you for your music? Um, I just write what I know. Um, all of my songs, like my new song "Running," is about a a boyfriend, the guy that I dated forever in Colorado. And um, we just had an amazing time. And, you know, um, I was just busy pursuing my dreams and traveling the world. And, you know, I, I had to make, you know, some hard decisions, which, you know, sometimes it's a lot of sacrifice we make as artists. We sometimes give up, you know, that personal happiness to yeah. pursue um, our careers. But um, I, I love to write about the positive side of things and the good things because of course I can you know tell you how heartbroken I was over the breakup or, or things or having to move well. on but exactly so I'd, I'd rather celebrate those good moments and mm -hmm. you know and I know there's a lot of people that can relate to to those moments and I think it's important to to be positive especially in today's time there's so much negativity and people just love to tell you what you can and can't do and so yeah we get Why not just have some fun? All the time. We do. Yeah. People, when Why? we first watched, people thought we were crazy, said it can't work. And then we grow. And then we pivot, you know, and let, you know, it started out just an up and coming country artist interview show. And last year we had to pivot and became an entertainment interview show overall where we bring yeah. artists and all that. And we got put down for that. Oh, you're leaving, yeah, yeah. you're leaving the mm -hmm. roots and all that. And, you know, but yeah. again, the show had to blossom. Yeah. Yeah, you do have to. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. I think it's important to grow. I think it's important to remember your roots, right? But like, you know, trees, trees branch out. They spread. Yep. They spread and their roots. We've done. They bust pipes open, and you know, they cause all kinds of you know craziness. But that's the whole point. Like the whole point is to grow and to expand and to. Mm -hmm. to we got build John Tess audience. coming on next month. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! Look at you guys. <laughs> So it's good, you know, and you we just are, had Color Me Bad on. Yeah, we've had a lot of 90s Nine, artists. A lot of 90s big love, artists. And, you know, so, I yeah. am obsessed with that. <laughs> so it's been really cool. And, yeah. uh, and I'm glad we branched out. I know some people put us down for the branching out. But you know what? We still bring people like you on who are rising in the country. Yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, we, yeah. we love country. We, still, we love country. Still, that's still our roots. My favorite music. Yeah. yeah. But just because, um, but but we can't, you know, you can't deny like that. There's other incredible sh music out there and other yeah. genres and yes. other incredible yeah. people, and you know, country music has evolved so much too. It's it's not, it's it's heavily influenced by R and B and hip hop and um, you know, a pop diversity that's emerging. Yeah, is so needed. So, that's a very good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's awesome. And I just thank you so much for having me on the show today. Like I'm honored. <laughs> We're so glad to have you here. And what would you like your legacy to be as an artist? What do you want to be most known and remembered for? Mm, that's always a question, right? I think um, I want people to remember me as somebody who just was unapologetically herself and just was was not afraid to work hard um, and treated treated her team and the people around her with kindness. So somebody, it, at the end of the day, like if I, if I don't have one of those number one singles that's, you know, iconic, like, you know, Dolly's I Will Always Love You Forever, um, I, I, I want people to always remember me as, you know, somebody who who is very passionate and who cared and who worked really, really hard um, you know, to, to just be herself. Yeah. 
Exactly. Um, so as we start to come to a close here, um, if you had a friend of yours and they feel like this was what they're called to do, what advice would you give that specific person? Um, I think that we're gonna go check if, on our little one. Yeah. It's thundering. Oh bad, yeah, so. I can yeah. hear it actually. Yeah, I can Are hear. You... It. I can hear the thundering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that if um. If I was going to say something to anybody who had this is what they want to do, it's just just do it. Um, there's never going to be the right time. You're never going to have enough money. You're never going to think you're good enough. You're never going to think you're ready. Um, just do it because nobody is. Like we're all just kind of winging it, to be honest with you. <laughs> like Maybe nobody really actually thing. knows. Yeah, like we don't actually really know what we're doing. We're just going based off of opinions and gut. <laughs> And um, if it's something that you're passionate about, like do it because you're only just gonna question why you didn't do it. And so, exactly. and, and why, what's the point? Life is so short. So just yeah, go for I've it and don't let- my life like that. I don't wanna be in regret. You know, again, you know, I would rather go out on a limb, just go full force and fail than uh, do nothing and succeed. And, and always wonder, well, what if, what if? Cause we've tried over a hundred different business yeah. ideas yeah. to get to this yeah. point. And failed it yeah. all. Yeah. But we learned. Yeah. But we learned with each one because exactly. Tell you, it's a learning experience. Yes. Exactly, and that's and that's how you have to take everything. And also, I always say that if there's somebody in your life that's telling you you shouldn't do what you want to do, or mm -hmm. for whatever reason it might be, I think that's a opportunity or a moment where you should question maybe whether Lord. why that person's in your life. You know depending on how they're telling you to do it or exactly. not do it. Because the I people who really. Said, yeah. Yeah. Cause oh, I, remember, go ahead. I, I, remember, I remember I said recently that, um, that some people are in your corner, but they're not on your team. Yes. That's a hundred percent. And you need to find people that are on your team. Like again, life is so hard as it is. And it's, it's hard to be your own biz business, to be your own boss, to, to branch yeah. out of the norm. Like it's hard. And for a lot of people, they don't understand it because it's, it's a lot of work. And, um, but you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't have all these things. We don't have all these things in life by people being like, Oh no, I'm not going to figure out how to, you know, create electricity today. Like, don't, you know, they didn't listen to the person that's like, you're crazy. You can't figure out how to, you know, make electricity. The, and, you know. the Wright brothers were called crazy for wanting to fly. And look at us. Look at these amazing, beautiful commercial planes that we get to, you know, travel to the opposite side of the world in less than a day. Oh, yeah. How awesome is that? And, and you know, uh, just so many crazy stuff. Like, I remember one of the craziest stories was um, Colonel Sanders with Kentucky Fried Chicken. He was 60. So, because again, don't matter your age. He was 65 years old, got his first retirement check, realized he ain't going to be able to live on that. He had a great chicken recipe. And from if I remember the story correctly, he knocked on like a thousand and one doors before someone says, you know what? I'll invest in that. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand. And, <laughs> yep. And a lot of the times it, it just takes one person. Um, look at Garth Brooks. Um, everybody said no to him. Everybody yep. said no. Yeah. Every single label he went to in town was like, nope, we're good. And then he just got so lucky. He didn't give up. He was in the right place at the right, at the time, right time. And yeah. all the labels were there to see somebody else. And yep. that person got nervous, didn't show up. And then Garth had to go on. And then finally, and then one, only one though, still out of all those people, only one was like, wait a second, let me, let's relook at this. And look, he forever changed the game. He's the highest, he's the highest selling artist of all, solo artist of all time. He has more albums sold than Michael Jackson. Uh, that is the reality. And only one person said yes. And they had said no, and then came back. And then said, How about yeah. Luke Combs? I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, a year ago, whatever yeah. it was, he made that tweet thanking all the executives who all said his songs would never make it, and all six songs went number one that they said wouldn't make yep. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, yeah, it's, <coughs> it's and incredible. And we even had it's a incredible. guy on our show that we interviewed because uh, we also have interviewed um executives too. We had an executive, I think yeah. he worked with um, one of the big labels back years ago. He did. Yeah. And one of the questions I asked him, what was one of the mistakes he's made? And he, he, I was really 
it was really cool that he admitted this, but he said his biggest mistakes that he ever made was he said it was two different artists that came to the label. And he's and he said they'll never yeah, work. They'll never, they'll, make never it. Work. they'll never work. And he and he said no to them. And he said it was Kenny Chesney and Jason Aldean, wasn't it? Yes, yep. that was the two. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like telling everybody, if a late if a Zach says you can't Executive make it, just keep can't going. Be wrong. <laughs> yeah, and that means you're doing something right. It's because they're scared. They're like, ooh. This person, this person's different. This person's unique. This isn't like what we're used to, but those are the people that forever change the game. And look at Jason Aldean and, you know, Kenny Chesney. Yeah. I mean. yeah. And yeah, speaking Go. of inspiring stories, like I remember um, I watch, I, one of my dream interviews would be Steve Harvey. His story. Ooh, yes. In fact, when I get frustrated with our show, I go and listen to his, he's got a 10 minute Apollo story of him. You just look up in Google, Steve Harvey, Apollo story, and you'll get it. But, but he, okay. tells, but he, I remember one of one parts of his story was he never heard of a comedy club. Now, now here's a guy who that's what he does. Never heard of a comedy right. club. A friend invites him there and signs him up. And he was supposed to play, well, he was supposed to go on the week after they, it was 10 comedians. So he wanted to watch, kind of see what they do. Cause he never heard of this. And he's sitting there thinking, wow, you know, this is pretty neat because, you know, he didn't re realize he could get paid for comedy. And I remember him saying that the 10th person um, ended up not showing up. So they said, well, well, we'll go and draw the first person from the for the next from the next show. And if Steve Harvey is here, come on up. And he didn't even know it was him. He says, look, somebody's got my name. And when he finally <laughs> went up, he nailed it, got first place. And he said that he was on his way home. And I love this part of one of part of his stories where he's on his way home and he ended up in tears. And she's like, you only won 50 bucks. What are you crying for? He goes, you don't get it. I found what I'm supposed to do. Found this calling. And the rest yeah. is history. The rest is history. Man, that's a, that's amazing. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look that up after this. But now the Apollo story is a little yeah. different. It's a story about how he got on Apollo. But that I think that if you look up other parts of the story, what I, the story I just told was not yeah. on the Apollo story because Apollo story is specifically Apollo. But that one, right, that's itself, he almost story, quit yeah. comedy. And you'll see, when you look that wow. up, you'll see it. it's a. That's so. Anytime that's I'm amazing. depressed, I go to that that story. That's awesome. Because one moment changes life, and you'll see when you hear that. When I mean, it's just it does, it yeah. And you know, they always say, "Oh, they're lucky this, they're lucky that." And you know what? When it comes to entertainment, there is a form of luck. But if you didn't do the work before that luck happens, you had to be prepared. You had to be prepared right for when that place, luck comes. And right so, now. like you said earlier, the right place yep. at the right time. You could be at the right place, right at the place, right, right time. time. But if you're not prepared, but if you're not prepared, luck, luck meets the prepared. Yep, exactly. That's, love that's that. luck meets the prepared. And every opportunity I've ever had, I've gotten lucky, but I was prepared. I was ready for it. I had, I had been doing it for years, not knowing why I was doing what I was doing. But then finally the opportunity, oh, oh well, this is why. Where's why? Okay, let's do it. Come on. You know, that's like for years we, you know, um, We've been married almost 19 years and I would be at, we'd get out and about and we'd end up in conversation with people. I'm talking about not, not people we know, but strangers. And Sandy would know if I get two, three, four minutes in a conversation that kind of goes deep a little bit, we're there 30 to 60 minutes. There's just no way around it. We're there. Oh, she, yes. And she would Lots get upset times, so many times. I've done that thousands of times. And we laugh now because that prepared us for what we do today. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. By the way, congratulations on going 19 years. It's pretty awesome. Oh, August 5th, 19. Yeah. October August, 19 years October in August 5th. or October. Oh, okay. We're in August. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah October awesome. 5th. October 5th. That's exciting. So, as we come to a close, what's next for you? Whew, lots of things on the list, um, but I will keep it simple. Um, Next is my brand new single that's gonna be coming out here really soon. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, yes, I turned yes. fifty. I turned fifty on August twenty eighth. Yes. Oh my, my goodness. Yes, and we're gonna yes. spend a week in Nashville that week. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so awesome. That's amazing. Um, I will be there actually yeah. at the end of August into uh, oh, cool. September. Cool. So um, we might cross paths. Uh, I'm performing awesome. a couple of routers rounds and stuff too. So um, I'll have to have Anna send you guys some info. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we meet with Anna, I think. Yeah, we are. Well, we're oh, cool. There. Awesome. Well, I will definitely be there. So fantastic. So I guess maybe we'll get the see in person. <laughs> but um, right now, um, my next single is coming out, which is going to be followed by um, a music video as well, which is really nice. fun. I'm so excited. I actually just yeah. uh, got to see the final edit, and um, I'm my own superhero which is exciting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, so that's the biggest thing um, that we're focusing on right now, but there's lots of stuff coming. So um, you guys definitely follow me on social media, Ashley Amber, A-S-H-L-I-E, Amber, and just look for the hair and you're there. <laughs> 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 and uh, you can uh, keep up with all the awesome stuff that I have going on because there are some things that I can't talk about right now, yeah, but yeah. I'm very, very excited for the end of this year and really, really excited for next year but before then um check out my new single running which comes out at the end of this month which is very exciting <laughs> yeah oh thank you thank you susan you've been amazing <laughs> so yeah. you know we really enjoyed having you on we the show did. today this is fun and we look forward to having you back on the road well thank you so much i had an amazing time you guys stay safe in the storm in the storm um you know uh light some candles Kick it out. <laughs> <laughs> and um Hopefully maybe i don't have to worry about power going up it blinked a few times good right there. right okay the storm's kind of calmed down yeah, a little bit now okay good 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 well i hope you guys have an amazing day thank you so much for having me on um, oh, I just, I love being able to share my story and just, you know, just to chat. It's, you know, yep. I'm a performer. We're a bit chatty, happy, you know. But thank you guys awesome. so much. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye, Bye guys. See ya. Okay.